0: Welcome back, listeners and viewers to the Season 5 WatchPitch podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Trey Scott, founder of the WatchPitch mobile app and platform that supports startups and investors to connect in a matter of minutes instead of taking months. Looking back for a moment, Season 1 was a focus on the art of storytelling and crafting your story as an entrepreneur in a way that appeals to investors and speaks to your traction, and your trajectory. Season two offered a deep dive into startup ecosystems, accelerator programs, incubators, and commercialization partnerships to support the traction and customers every business needs. Season three was filled with rich conversations with investors and decision makers sharing what were their tipping points for green lighting and investment, as well as the warning signs to hit pause with their capital commitments. This past season four, we addressed head-on the nature of an exit strategy, the options available with a merger or acquisition, and the importance of clarifying an exit strategy early on. At the end of season four, the pandemic was in full swing, and our 50th episode focused on the new normal, where we brought back over 40 previous guests who all weighed in on the impacts and need for a pivot in order to survive. For season five, we are jumping in to look at yet again, a new normal and a thaw that is occurring with the economic impacts of COVID in order to better understand what that looks like for entrepreneurs and investors now. Opportunity is indeed knocking on the door and we're here to learn how to open that door and invite new ideas, new systems and new approaches to working with our customers and inviting capital investment. Let's get started. So I was in Nashville, Tennessee last week to open season five of your Watch Pitch podcast and YouTube channel show with our season focused now on post COVID strategies for startups and investors. Trinity Wiles from Wear and Share, a retail brick and mortar installed tech for enhancing the in-person and online social media experience with retail, along with Blake Ermos from Low Voltage Nation, a network of training, mentoring, and standards initiatives for hardwired installation practices. We met in the Nashville Entrepreneur Center, hashtag NASH where we talked about the thaw and COVID restrictions and that impact on startups, investors, and their respective businesses. A great listen and launch To our new season to help you learn from and relaunch your business in yet a new normal let's get started so watch pitch podcaster and youtube channel viewers we are starting off with season five and we are so excited i am here in music city
1: Welcome to Nashville, Nashville, Nashville. (laughs) Tennessee.
0: I'm so excited to be here. And I am here in the Entrepreneurial Center, which is an ecosystem hub for all these startups that are here in the Nashville area. It's super exciting to be here.
1: Well, welcome. We're so excited to have you. We love having people come visit Nashville and experience this entrepreneurial and very vibrant, energetic city that we love.
0: Yes, I love it. Feeling it. And what I'm also feeling and seeing. Is a lot fewer masks on.
1: Yes. So our mask mandates were lifted last week in Nashville and Tennessee, I think. Overall, and same Mm -hmm. in North Carolina. So,
0: I mean, I think it's happening. The thaw is happening. (laughs) We are finally starting to be able to just peer around the corner from a really trying time. And, And it's the way we ended episode four was right when the pandemic kicked in. And we're now approaching the other side of that. And so a lot of this conversation that I want to capture is what's next for us as startups mm-hmm. and entrepreneurs? What are we seeing that is going to be necessary to carry forward from our experiences of the pandemic and to our businesses? And what do we need to maybe think about letting go of mm-hmm. as, we, as we sort of forge ahead? So without further ado, I'd love to have you both introduce yourselves and yeah. tell us a little bit about your businesses. And just want to thank you again for having me here.
1: In yeah. Well, thank Music you. City. For
0: like sure. you. Hashtag, love you hashtag Nash Nash tech. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> right. Awesome. Well, Hey guys, my name is Trinity Wiles. I'm co-founder of wear and share. We are a retail technology company and we're developing interactive mirrors for retail stores that connects not only the in-store experience, but also the online to social sharing and purchasing that way. Um, so for us, we really are forward thinking and thinking about how we can innovate this space and meet people where they shop and how they shop. So we understand that people shop online, but they also want a really good experience in the store. So that's what we're doing with technology.
0: So brick and mortar, and this was something that you developed how long ago?
1: So this was actually, we started this during the pandemic. You did. so. You er, were well, thinking, I guess right before the pandemic. So before <laughs>
0: the pandemic, you're thinking about a brick and mortar yes. application. And then boom, brick and mortar closes Yeah. So
1: we, I Crazy. mean, we kind of had like a coming to Jesus moment where we're like, <laughs> do we need to make a pivot or rethink this? Because- retail businesses were shutting down and none of us knew how long this would last. We were like 14 days. And then it was like, you know, four months and we're like, (laughs) what's going on. But, um, you know, we really, we really thought about, I mean, during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it was about survival. Um, So even for our retail businesses and the small to medium sized retailers that we serve, we're, we're more thinking about survival mode than planning for the future. But we really had this vision um, that our startup is for the future of shopping. Um, so we didn't make a huge pivot. We really put our heads down, focus on development and talked to a lot of these retailers and ask them about their problems. You know, a lot of these retailers uh, that are smaller didn't even have websites till the pandemic hit, or maybe they weren't even selling online on social media. And they mm-hmm. had to make that change mm-hmm. when their, their brick and mortar shut down. So We, you know, we saw that we're creating this seamless experience for them to not only sell online through social, but also create a really cool experience in stores. So, um, you know, we did have the thought of making a pivot. We decided not to because we saw this more of, you know, this is a short-term thing. On the other side of this, these businesses are going to need some sort of innovation. Um, And after talking to a lot of businesses, we felt confident with our decision to just keep, keep focusing on development, keep going. So...
0: So it kind of helped to at least work on the development process, mm-hmm. not abandon mm-hmm. ship. Yeah. And and position yourself for this time where, mm-hmm. all right, we're starting to see people go to stores again. Mm-hmm. And now we can integrate this, this technology. Yeah. So I want to get into some specifics about yeah, the technology in a minute, but I'd love Blake to also introduce yeah. himself and your business. And, yeah.
2: So, yeah, uh, yeah my name is Blake and uh, I'm the founder of Low Voltage Nation. And so... What we do is we bring together manufacturers, suppliers, and integrators of technology, specifically structured cabling like fiber optics, uh, copper. So mm-hmm. we build the, the internet, essentially. And we're a community that, wow. that we've, we've been brought together through social media, basically. Uh, Instagram is where we started. Mm-hmm. And we did a podcast. And then now we have a Slack workspace. We're doing meetups, mastermind meetings, like the whole gamut of everything that a community is built off of. But we're now getting into more of the... Standards, the mentorship, the training, and then bringing people in that don't want to go to college or don't want to like have a typical career path uh, and, and be part of the trade. So it's a it's a great ex- it's a great experience uh, with bringing those people together. But also, we were training people in person, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and we we're doing meetups in person. So. And so that came to an end. It came to an end. that was yeah. the biggest strategy around getting people together and, and actually marketing was doing meetups across the country with our ambassadors. Mm-hmm. So I had to stop all those. And what we ended up doing is creating a, uh, a, a paid workspace where people can do it all virtually. And it actually became better because it was better because we were off the road not spending money and now we actually are a profitable company and community. So it actually became... Uh, A blessing in disguise. (laughs)
0: Outstanding, huh? So, are you finding that uh, when you uh, now are starting to think about around the corner, are you thinking about starting up the live events again? Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh Yeah. Well, that's that's a big. Part of what we what we do is we train people in person. We get people excited. We go to conferences. We build stuff. We actually build stuff at our meetups. So that's that's very
1: interactive. Yeah, that's the oh, no, yeah. Like, I don't hilarious.
2: I don't like sitting down like just like networking or doing nothing. I like to actually build stuff at these meetups. So it's a it's a huge component of how we are have been successful in the past and what the future holds. So it's
0: you, you know fun. it's reminding me that uh, oftentimes you hear in businesses that COVID did provide some blessing. Sure. Uh, In terms of maybe this initiative to go online a lot more where you could create this on-demand community that was very comfortable with kind of this 24-7 access model that maybe a live event isn't. Of course it isn't. And, And then vice versa, thinking about, well, You know, If brick and mortar was going along as it was, Mm -hmm. I would imagine you would have been feeling very behind Mm -hmm. because there were all these opportunities that maybe you couldn't have been able to access. And so that market slowed down for a while um, to be able to sort of catch up and now position yourself so that um, you're ready when those customers are starting to come Mm -hmm. back. And brick and mortar is going, well, yeah, we want some innovation. So what, what are you doing differently for the brick and mortar experience that... Uh, Is really going to enhance people's experience there. Yeah.
1: Um, So we're building really cool technology and we're still a startup in stealth mode. So I can't go into like super details (laughs) of it. Do your best. Uh um, You know, we realized in brick and mortar and across all retail channels that the fitting room is the highest sales conversion zone, yet it hasn't seen any sort of innovation. And that's where we really wanted to come into play because we realized. This is where customers are in a buying mindset. They're most likely to buy and purchase, and you can reduce the amount of returns, which has been a huge issue for retail businesses with everyone shopping online and the pandemic. I mean, it's not profitable for them, and returns are a huge, huge problem. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we really thought, how can we enhance this fitting room experience with technology, make it really fun and experiential for customers, but also give retailers the data, the capability to market back to these people in a really personalized way through online, social, and other channels. Instead of looking at you know the in-store and the website and online as two separate channels, we're really harmonizing that. And no one has really done that in the space. Everything's been omni-channel and, and seen separately, but we really wanna bring those together because we realize that's a really important piece of the shopping experience. And I think what the pandemic did is it accelerated a lot of trends, you know, so I know like nine really big retailers, the department stores um, filed for bankruptcy during the pandemic and everyone's freaking out. But, you know, these businesses were already in decline because Uh they weren't innovating and they weren't meeting customers where and how they shop. And that's our whole vision for wear and share.
0: And, and where they shop and how they shop seems to be uh, sort of each generation has got a signature mm-hmm. a little bit, don't they? Mm-hmm. So what are you seeing in the generational differences so, for like- shopping?
1: Yeah, so with millennials, uh, that generation likes to shop online. A lot of like Amazon um, buyers for the convenience of it. But what we're seeing with this younger Gen Z Mm -hmm. generation, Mm -hmm. they like to shop in stores because it's the experience. You know, they go with their friends. It's kind of novel Mm -hmm. and they have a huge amount of buying power right now. And they're kind of the generation that everyone's trying to market to and connect with because um, you know, they have a lot of buying power and it's a huge generation. There's a lot of money there and they're a challenge. You know, this is the TikTok social media generation. Yeah. How do we connect with those customers? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So it seems like that tech then is completely marrying mm-hmm. and meeting them where.
1: Exactly. Uh, yeah. See.
0: Smart. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to learn more about this. Yes. Business. I'm
1: excited about yeah, it too. I are. can't wait for a launch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So in terms of engagement with your community, Mm -hmm. how are you doing that and uh, effectively to sort of reinforce that relationship and, of course, build on it?
2: Yeah, so we're we're actually a virtual environment inherently because that's how we started. Uh, I don't have hardly anybody here locally in Nashville. Oh. Uh, it's it's all a distributed workforce, if you will. Mm-hmm. But we communicate through through Slack. So if you're familiar mm-hmm. with Slack, mm-hmm. it's like group chat on steroids, where right. you can have channels and you. Right. But it's really it's real time. It's, it's better than like a Facebook group or a forum where you don't get an answer immediately. Oh. But with Slack, it's it's so real time. Somebody can be in like a data closet or installing something and they're all alone. Like I, I was there, you know, I was by myself <laughs> installing stuff, didn't know what the heck I was doing. Uh, so I wanted those questions answered by somebody that has done it before. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm, I've really been able to communicate with people ongoing uh, before the pandemic. And then it just, it was already established that we had our meetups, we had our, our, our virtual meetups, we have the Slack workspace, everything is virtual already. So it was already is already is already there and already mm. worked you know.
0: and so with uh, slack is it searchable like if you're in that closet and you're looking mm. for something I, I, I've worked with slack on a number of different small projects right. but the teams are very small and we're going back and forth mm. quite a lot in the development process but you have quite a number of people on this.
2: yeah there, there's 400 people and then once oh, you nice. reach yeah once you reach the 10,000 messages mm-hmm. on the free version of slack it goes away so you don't have access to that data. Which, yeah, which is kind of a problem because people will be wanting to search, you know, what sure. that question that was answered, you know, a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. So we're going to eventually pay for Slack or maybe become a nonprofit and get a discount. But uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm actually extracting that data into a knowledge base, into like a WordPress blog. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's, uh yeah, to answer your question, it is searchable. It's very effective when, you, this, when the data is there. Yeah, but, yeah, sure, sure. So,
0: oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, with uh, this thaw that is universal, mm-hmm. I imagine that there is a combination of being a little nervous about what's around the corner because we mm-hmm. don't really know. <laughs> we know things are different. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be this exact same, um, but uh, there's also potentially a lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. And, and I was wondering, as you know, people who are running your own businesses, are you excited about what's coming around the corner? Are you a little nervous about the sort of lack of clarity about what's around the corner
1: yes (laughs) i'll start i'm Uh i'm super excited i'm an extreme optimist um Uh but you know there there is always a factor of you know being an entrepreneur and when you're starting something or launching something new like you know you have that i wouldn't necessarily i mean i guess a little bit of nervousness but the stress and the pressure of doing something that's never been done before is always going to be there and i think it's more about how you react To these situations. Um, So for me, I'm really excited about the state of the retail industry. And in business in general, I think to be successful moving forward, you really need to listen closely to your customers and your users, because that's going to be so like more important than ever. Honestly, you just need to make sure that you're serving them and providing them lots of value in any way you can, even when their business is changing or this industry is changing. How are you going to help them and solve their problems? I think that's going to be huge moving forward. But also, you know, we're always thinking about how we can look so much farther ahead and change this industry and completely innovate the way things are done now. So it's like that fine balance of, you know, listening and then helping people imagine what the future can be.
0: Uh, And I think in terms of uh, what you're saying Taking baby steps Mm -hmm. with all of our customers is going to be important Mm -hmm. here because I think even the customers are going to be unsure about how to actually navigate this new normal without Mm -hmm. masks. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would imagine, like, because you're probably approaching – Putting on some live events again.
2: Oh yeah! Your next
1: live event, your first live event since the pandemic, is next week, right?
2: Well, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a lunch and learn, but we're going to be planning for the next event. Okay, that's awesome. But yeah, but yeah, the 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 wheels are turning and the balls moving, all that stuff, and uh, it's it's going to be exciting. exciting. Yeah, Yeah, but what I'm kind of stressed out about is how much we've grown over. That's a good stress to have. I know. Yeah, yeah. So it is. Good problem. Uh, We've grown so much virtually with our community that. Now we need bigger event space. Now we have more members, more things to manage, more sponsors to, to have to deal with. So that's like it's a good problem to have, uh, but it also brings a, a somewhat uh, some amount of stress, which is fine. It seems like you've almost got a, a,
0: another funnel where you might have people who are engaged and, and prefer engagement online. And others that will be engaged and and stay actively connected. Oh yeah, live exchange model. and That's- do a hybrid. I mean, like. Maybe a new funnel has all of a sudden been added to the business model. I think
2: it's expanded because the first meetup we had, we were doing live streams. I was doing Instagram live streams mm-hmm. as well as uh, I would host my Google Meet, my standard Google Meet meeting I do every Sunday. Uh-huh. Uh, so I had people just dial into that as well. Uh-huh. It didn't work out that well, but it was a good <laughs> first start. At least, <laughs> right. at least you tried. At least, at least I tried. I mean, I tried. Exactly. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. now that people are more fluent with, you know, an online kind <laughs> yeah, of Because we've been doing it for over a year now. Yeah, yeah we're very good at mean, it.
1: I mean, my grandma learned how to use Zoom, so I know Everybody, Everybody you guys
0: has Zoom. Can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great well in terms of next steps what are some of the sort of principles that you're going to consistently be implementing moving forward even with the new pandemic conditions that have us removing our masks and being much more comfortable in large groups as a as a business owner and, and as a founder what are some of the things that you're definitely going to continue to do
1: um, I mentioned this before, but continuously listening to our customers and users, surveying them, asking how we can provide value, letting them do, like guide our development. So nice. that's yeah. yeah. That key, is kind you know. of
0: a golden mantra for mm-hmm. any business. Mm-hmm. Listen to your customers. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm gonna pick up where I left off, like nothing happened. That's kind of my strategy at this <laughs> point. But I mean, I mean kind no, of joke. with
1: a new, bigger community. <laughs> yeah, now. Ex-
2: exactly. But yeah. now to uh, answer your question seriously, uh, s- since there's so much, since there's so much <laughs> technology that's uh, that's happened or been adopted over the past year, like Zoom and uh, anything that brings people together virtually. Uh, I'm going to continue producing a lot of content because people just more people are uh, are watching their phones or looking at their phones, and it's yeah. only increasing. That's so the, true. So the Absolutely. more I can produce content, the more I get in front of those people that are already staring at those phones right now. That's that's a big strategy. I so spend, that's
1: I mean you're getting way more reach that way way, way more. I've I seen mean, your engagement skyrocketing It is pandemic. It. it it really has, <laughs> which is awesome. Up. Which I think a lot of businesses tried or we're trying to focus on that when the pandemic hit for sure yeah very effective but i'm
2: going to continue like i'm going to go even harder in the paint with content creation right now i love it yeah i love it excellent
0: well i cannot thank you enough for For having me here here. And and to be here in nashville i love this town so great to see how vital it is and Looking forward to the next steps for all of us as we navigate sure. this new normal yeah. mask-free. Yes. Yes, let's cool. do it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. See ya. Peace. And the Watch Pitch podcast would not be possible without our sponsors, Techstars. Techstars is the worldwide network that helps entrepreneurs succeed. With over 4,000 events in over 150 countries, Techstars alumni clock in at over 300,000 participants. And from Palo Alto Software, LivePlan is the world's leading business plan software, built for entrepreneurs like you. Pitch, plan, and track your business anywhere. Now, with over 500,000 small business customers. Well, I have to say, a mask-free interview was liberating and did help to support an animated and expansive share on how these two hashtag Nashtech entrepreneurs are looking at their futures. Trinity is doubling down on her wear and share product for brick and mortar retail with the pressure on for her developers to be on this next wave of retail enthusiasm. And Blake is most certainly looking forward, like many of us, to seeing his colleagues in person versus over a screen and catch up, do some hands-on activities and reinforce a community building effort that is going to grow as well in this wave of the thaw from this global pandemic. We are indeed on a threshold, a restart and new beginning, looking forward against a challenging past, but a future with new opportunities to embrace. Thanks for joining me. Trey Scott and our guests, Trinity Wiles and Blake Ermos for the season five opener episode one of the watch pitch podcast and YouTube channel. See you next time. Thank you for listening to our watch pitch podcast. Please give us an awesome review in the iTunes store on Stitcher or wherever you downloaded the watch pitch podcast. We appreciate your appreciation. There are also some other great past interviews. So take a look at the library and see what we have. And by all means, subscribe and don't miss out on our next inspired conversation. We can also be found and welcome your following on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And once again, if you need or want personalized coaching for your next upcoming pitch, email us direct at podcast at watchpitch.com. Lots of tips and support to get started or polish your next pitch. Thanks again for visiting and listening to now your Watch Pitch Podcast.